Take Two. Welcome back again. <laughs> this kind of feels like Groundhog Day. We we're so, going to try to act surprised as we come upon these subjects. We can't. We got to be real, Tim. I know, Ben, but you so, really had the first recording of this. We had such a. Uh, I really did. It was very organic. It was authentic. When I when you said, Tim, have you read this story? And I'm like, no, Ben, I don't do the news. I know. So now you'll just have to tell me, yes, I have. Yeah. The first time we recorded this show. 37 actually. minutes ago. <laughs> so we uh, we got about 17 minutes into the show. Please. And man, we were in full swing and realized that our... SD card ran out again. <laughs> again. This, it. this is not the first time we have scrapped an episode, but you guys did not miss the lost episodes. No. Nobody's crying. It, you know, this is us. Yeah. Welcome to the most unprofessional podcast well, there might be out there. And uh, all of this falls on Ben because he does all of the heavy lifting around here. Well... <laughs> It does all fall on me. <laughs> if I maybe if I would maybe if I would on occasion maybe if on occasion I would uh, contribute, you wouldn't have such a yeah well such an issue there. So welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. Hey, we just filled up two more minutes talking about the thirty-seven minutes we missed. I'm your host, Ben Baker, and I'm your co-host, Tim Holden. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're pumped again about the show today. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for humoring us, everyone, for for listening and downloading the podcast. We, you know, we we really set out to create something that uh, was organic, and I believe it is. Doesn't get any more engages organic. the listeners, maybe, possibly one day viewers, to be more informed. On a wide range of topics and issues, and also be entertaining, which I hope we have achieved at least that much, Tim, as much as is possible. So, first up on the agenda this week, actually, before we get into the whiteboard, I'm so excited to reveal to you that I have Grok now. And uh, it has been much anticipated. I'm still jealous. It's a premium subscription uh, where you can get it, and I think that's like it's, 150 $160 a year for for that. Yeah. I'd, but here's what happened. So I get Grok, and the first thing I type in, because I just wanted to know, like, you know, what, what are people thinking about the Man Cave Caucus podcast out there? What are they thinking? What are they thinking when they listen? What are they, you know, what are they telling their friends when they, when they listen. So I think Grok has a pretty good handle, being that it is the collective mind. Absolutely. As it were. And Grok is the collective... Um, it is the collective non-agended mind. Right. Which, which is I cannot say worth for a lot. Chat GPT, which is only six ninety nine a month. Yeah. No, it's a week. 
but you figure that up. That's, I mean, what? 70, that's $100 a year. Like I said, you're talking to a guy who still, regardless of how financially secure I am, only puts $10 at a time in his 34-gallon tank of diesel. Just something about those small payments, they they don't hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I Especially mean, when it's automatic withdrawal. Mm, you and then notice. you turn around and you're like, where did my money go? Did it even happen? That's, it's like if a tree and falls you, in the forest. You did open it... up your, your yearly uh, inventory of how many subscriptions am I actually? And then you just, you can't believe what you see. I'm feeling like um, I'm yeah. being attacked, and if my wife hears this, I'm going to wish this was the last episode. It's kind of like those people with those extended warranties, you know. They just keep coming back. I'm in the middle of filing a my first time ever um, insurance claim on a pair of headphones through Walmart, and I will give a review next week. Okay, we got to hear that, how that turns out. Never bought one before feel like that's for suckers, but uh, I was on my third set of Powerbeat Pros in 18 months, and I thought, let's try the three-year extended warranty. And I'll tell you, the first time I went to file the claim, they denied it because Mm -hmm. they were still under manufacturer warranty. And uh, so I just waited six months. Mm -hmm. This might be incriminating. (laughs) <laughs> nevertheless I'll let you know how it went I, they were in fact broken and I just didn't feel like going through yeah. beats I mean I bought I paid for the insurance so the neighbors are really 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 welling on those drums I uh my name disconcerting you know to hear this yes okay so, so what I, have Grok- na- I, I have I have a neighbor that loves to play the drums, well, attempt to play the drums. Hopefully he does not Always listen to the Always late podcast. at night. And I never have, uh, you know, I just haven't been able to bring myself to go down there and and let him in on the fact that uh, I'm actually a drummer. I think he's butchering Mr. Brightside. I feel An like actual you should, drummer. I think you should maybe set up your set on the back porch and have a drum duel. A drum war. I'll bring the I'll bring a the backyard recorder. drum war. My wife would Your neighbors be so would happy. really appreciate it. Yeah. We should do that. So what did Grok have to say about so the Grok, I asked the question, you know, um, basically I said, Grok, tell us about the Man Cave Caucus podcast. Give us a good summary of uh, this recent development of a podcast. So it says this. The Man Cave Caucus podcast is a comedy and political podcast hosted by Ben Baker and Tim Holden. All true so far. Yours truly. The podcast features discussions on a wide variety of topics, including politics, current events, and interviews with guests. Maybe. Coming up. Not quite. The show aims to provide information, news, and entertainment to its listeners. Yes. Check. Check. The podcast has been active for a month and has released six episodes to date. I think there might be seven now, maybe. they have. Grok hasn't caught up to our hey. last episode yet. Elon hasn't quite downloaded our seventh episode yet. That's probably what it is. It's garnered a decent following, it says, with 21 ratings on Apple Podcasts and a growing audience on various podcast platforms. The show has also gained a presence on social media with a YouTube channel featuring video versions of their episodes. Not quite, but but, but I, coming. I feel like maybe 
Grok is capable of sliding into the space-time continuum. Yeah. And and maybe knows a little more than we do like about our own podcast. A little back to the future action, like, yeah. Hopefully. Did it say anything about sponsors? <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Grok <laughs> says... <laughs> sponsored by X. Uh, man. <laughs> Proudly sponsored by X. Would that be awesome or what? Well, it said X lax. That's the uh, <laughs> we didn't read the second part of it. There was a uh, they hit return. <laughs> uh, so it says the Man Cave Caucus podcast has recently covered topics such as the squad support for jihad, Hunter Biden's video, and the concept of an earnings tax. The hosts also engage. I mean, that is a variety. Like, if you think about it, Tim. Yeah, I didn't know this was. They must have listened. The squad's support for jihad, Hunter Biden's video, and the concept of an earnings tax. And I think we're going to cover a little that bit. That really captures, like, yeah, what this podcast is about. I wonder if it was referencing the Hunter Biden video that we are make. getting ready to play today. Mm-hmm. That's how good they are. Incredible. It says the hosts also engage in lighthearted banter and comedy, making the show both informative and entertaining for its audience. Yes. That is high Thank praise. You. In conclusion, I like this part the best. The Man Cave Caucus podcast is a popular and growing political comedy podcast that covers a wide range of topics with its engaging hosts and diverse content. It provides an enjoyable listening experience for its audience. I'm, I mean, thank you, Grok. And if thinking about, thinking about what Grok was able to ascertain from the six episodes and knowing its capability, what are the chances it listened to all six? I mean, I'm pretty sure that Elon has us, uh, he's subscribed. I'm uh, in faith believing. Yep. So first up, Tim. On the agenda, on the whiteboard today for the and second time. That is a massive whiteboard. So, recent development in the state of Iowa this week. And no, it has nothing to do with the upcoming Republican uh, primaries. I thought you were going to say runoff. No. In fact, it is this. Um, you know how many times um, people put up nativity scenes? At Christmas yeah. time, every now and again, I catch myself. Why is that? Um, it's it's Christmas time, and I believe Christmas. Um, yeah, like yeah, it's Christmas. You're getting warm. Uh, it's it's about the Christ child. Yes. Um. And uh, yeah, that that seems pretty straightforward. Well, the Satanists hate that, Tim. They hate the fact that uh, Christ gets all the attention around Christmas. And so the Satanic Temple decided to put up a statue of Beelzebub they in the state capitol in Iowa with a Christmas pentagram wreath. They kind of missed their holiday a couple months ago. Yeah, I think they already had one this year. Pretty sure. In October? Some, Yeah, yep. towards the end there. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it was supposed to be up for two weeks, Tim. And this is Iowa. So how long do you think? Well, since we've covered this, I'm going to guess two days. 
Two days is, is exact. <laughs> I'm good. How? How did you know? I, so uh, asked. it wasn't just a statue, though. It was a satanic altar with all these weird stuff, candles and this altar, and then this statue of this uh, creature with the goat's head and red cape mannequin holding this inverted pentagram wreath. And it was put up near the nativity as well, by the way. So, but don't worry. It took two days. I get it. I get it. Took two days, but but a hero did emerge, Tim. A Christian veteran who was a former Navy pilot, apparently pulled from the Old Testament playbook and tore Dagon down. Praise be. That's the first thing that it came to mind. That story in First Samuel, you know, where they wake up in the and the. Uh, the statue of the devil has been torn down mysteriously overnight. And the mm. parts are laying around. They put it back together and they do it again. And then the next day, it's down again. And then finally, on the third day, I think it was dashed asunder, into, as, asunder into as many pieces that was not able to, to be put back together. Couldn't be reconciled. And they, they got the picture at that point. But Michael Cassidy... Uh, apparently channeled his inner recently acquired John Wayne syndrome and uh, running rampant and did what we all want to do. We all would like to do. And not only tore down the statue of Beelzebub, but beheaded the statue mm. right there mm. in clear daylight in the state capitol in front of everyone. Mm. That's that is commendable. So, as a result of his uh, outburst, as it were, the Satanic Temple of Iowa is pressing charges, mm. and Cassidy is facing fourth-degree criminal mischief, whatever that might be. Does he have? Is has a GoFundMe been set up? Um, so there have been several X accounts, I think like Charlie Kirk and some of those guys, um, were saying they were going to help donate toward his legal expenses, um, for this. And they did set up a GoFundMe and I think, um, we're raising some pretty good money for good. Mr. Cassidy. Seems like a real stand up guy. He's running for Congress actually. Really? By the way. Yeah. So, you know, what a deal. But I, I began to think about that. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, there was a uh, there was a Christian rock band. Yes. By the name of Striper. Oh. <laughs> they were a controversial. Very controversial. Christian rock band. I, yeah. I Every now and again, on the current, on a, uh, what is now K-Love, used to be a KOBC, they would play some stri yeah, this song on uh, on the current and uh, you didn't want to be caught listening to it by your parents, but it was a um, it was a pretty big deal on Saturday nights. Can you imagine Michael Cassidy using this as his walkout music for his political rallies in Iowa? Mm. Imagine. A 
cornfield. I, uh, fog. Judging by the look of the uh, band members, he probably won't even need to get rights. A John Deere tractor in the background mm. with a plow. An international harvester. This At this point, he's making his way to the podium. And uh, fog just wafting. The name of this song is To the Hot Place with the Devil. Yes. H E double hockey sticks. It would with the it devil. Would, it would definitely he's he has lived this song. He really has. Like But I, I just I thought, man. What a, what an opportunity to uh, capitalize. It's reminiscent of much more popular songs. I feel like these guys didn't go very far. I don't think really. They were were ahead of their time. They were about probably two centuries ahead of their time. I still don't feel like I still don't feel like they would be chart toppers. So yeah, the sentiment is good, but the I think it'd be a perfect opportunity for Michael Cassidy. Yeah, I mean, and I I feel like if he's wanting to do his campaigning on a budget, it would be a great opportunity. Might even, I mean, are they still around? I, I'm pretty sure, judging by the looks. I mean, if, they probably. If the Rolling Stones are still around, hey, surely Striper is. Well, Striper. Oh, looks, did you know that the Rolling Stones tour? They're touring yes. next year. And did you know it's who it's sponsored by? Well, you told me this before a show a couple weeks ago, but I feel like it was. Uh, oh, a. Uh, AARP. Yes. AARP. We I'm talked about kidding. this on episode uh, three, I believe. And I don't I think thought, it. I don't think it made the cut. That was probably the last episode. But we were talking about it, and and you had put the Stones tour mm-hmm. sponsored by AARP, and I misread your uh, your doctor right on the whiteboard, and I thought it said the Stores tour sponsored by AARP, <laughs> and I was trying. I was at that point. I was still trying to. B I realized that I was in over my in over my skis at that point, but I was still trying to do research before the podcast oh. on the whiteboard activities that you I sent see. over. And so I Googled the the, <laughs> the twenty one twenty three stores tour sponsored by AARP. And I just kept getting ads for join AARP and I was like, I'm not old enough. But I thought they were like sponsoring like a, a like I figured like the Cracker Barrel would probably be the one of those Cracker stops, <laughs> and it's ironic because AARP somewhere where you can get oatmeal. Yes, definitely something to keep you regular. You know, 
And so I, I read the stores and I searched, I'm not kidding you, Ben. I searched for 15 minutes <laughs> looking for the 23 stores. Oh, that's so great. That AARP was touring um, during the holidays. And I was like, well, they must have a thing for Black, because it was before Black Friday. And I was like, they must be touring those 23 stores and came up with nothing. And I got here and found out that the Stones were, in fact, touring. What's, what's the lead singer? Is it? I want to say. Keith Rich? No. Yeah, that's it. Keith Richards? Yeah. Wow. I wanted to say Gene Simmons, but that's. Uh, that was Kiss. Kiss. Yeah. Same. Same, same vibe. Sh- um, I feel era. like. Uh, I feel like, yeah. So, was, yeah, I think uh, I no. think Michael Cassidy has a good opportunity to to uh, capitalize oh, on that. Speaking of which, I have a, a quick addendum. Last week, I once again spread false information. Oh, no. And I said that. Those facts that are in not, in fact, facts. Again, it, those. So I was listening. I was listening to an episode and, you know, just trying to see... Yeah, I listen to them because we need all the listenership we can we get. We do. We like that input. And I was like, Ben's going to be encouraged when he sees one more person checked in in Missouri and listen to the episode. And yeah, um, I was listening along, and I realized that I said that the true get true grit version of the movie done by Jeff Daniels, mm-hmm. who is actually the actor from Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. and I meant Jeff Bridges. So I yeah. wanted to. You didn't you didn't correct me, I, but I didn't correct you, but in my mind I was thinking that's Tim can't be right. Jeff you were Daniels absolutely in a, right. In so a, no, Jeff Bridges John Wayne movie. Jeff Bridges yeah. did a equally good version of True Grit. Yes. And uh yeah. he definitely had John Wayne syndrome. He was at up because he nailed it. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you uh see the greats do it. And uh, he probably watched that movie 5,000 times because he he just took it up another notch. And maybe it wouldn't hurt for some people to get some Jeff Bridges syndrome. Please don't get... I think a lot of people have Jeff Daniels Daniels syndrome and the character that he portrayed on Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, a lot of people have that syndrome. we need more John Wayne and Jeff Bridges syndrome. A lot of people have TDS, too. TDS. Yeah. Um. Trudeau syndrome? That's bad. What? Help me. Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, where have I been? I was thinking yeah. a good one would be Chuck Norris syndrome. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's, guy's got his head on straight. Yeah, he's still solid. Well, in I would 80s. not want to tangle with. I kind of would. Chuck Norris. I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't throw a punch, but I'd sure let him, I'd sure... Just sure to say you, him, uh, you were you yeah. were hit once Sorry. by Chuck Norris. I went one punch with Chuck once. Norris. Okay, so <clears throat> up next. Back to business. Hunter Biden this week skipped his indictment Ooh. and subpoena to appear before Congress. And instead, he did this weird ode to how oppressed he is, basically, by the MAGA uh, extremist. You... You showed me the... Um, so, this guy is something else, man. He's a class act. He's playing the victim. I don't know how many people actually felt sorry for him. I I, I find myself feeling sorry for him in some ways, just how terrible it is that this guy 
is at this point in his life, and he's having to do this. But here's some of the uh, press conference. I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their hmm. political purposes. The MAGA hmm. right. I am first and foremost a son. Maggots. A father, a brother, and a husband. Do think do people think of him first as that though? Well, he's clearing the record. Now he's giving us his resume. You should add Grok write it. <laughs> For six years. He seems very anxious or on some substance, I don't know. Impugned his character. If if you watch closely, he's definitely working with those 199 dentures. He's got a mouthful of something. All to embarrass and damage my father. Look at the guy walking in the background. As slowly as possible, kicking his feet around. It's weird. Going up the steps of the Capitol. For six years, I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine. The Trump attack machine. Well, here's my answer. I am here. So he's there, Tim. Is he Is he in... Is, is this his hearing? Well... No, he's outside on the steps of the Capitol. He's I'm, not where he's supposed to be. But in, in toward the end, here's what he does. He uh, skip it ahead. Any of the committee's legitimate he's questions. here to answer any of the legitimate questions. He says. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics. I have one question. Expose hmm. their baseless Who's the big guy? Ten percent for him, whoever it is. I wish I was the big of? guy. I'm, I'm afraid here. of. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready. And then he you skipped it's, it's, over. It's like he you skipped over the art part. Oh yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't want to bore our listeners. With us seeking it out, but Hunter is a prolific artist. Let's see if I can find that. And uh, his father was not involved. Of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. Yep, that happens. That grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. Shameful. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Didn't. Don't know. James Comer, Jim Jordan, and a shout Jason out Smith to Jason Smith. Yeah. Have distorted the facts Missouri congressman. By cherry picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent. Editing the testimony of my friends and former I don't know. Partners. It was in the bank statement, but they cherry-picked it, and that is the problem. <laughs> For six years, I'm trying to find he that part. He didn't deny that it was in the bank statement. It's just that they cherry-picked cherry and yet pieces. 
Yeah. Let me state as clearly as I can. I think this is it. My father was not financially yep. involved in my business. He was not financially. Not as a practicing lawyer. Not as a board member of Burisma. Not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman. Not in my investments at home nor abroad. And certainly not as an artist. <laughs> certainly not as an artist. <laughs> and I... I uh, stated some facts that were not facts. I thought his art had sold for $2 million, but... We, and I questioned that because I Ben thought, called me out because... $2 million for a Hunter Biden original. But is it that it. much... The facts are, according to Wall Street Journal... As much as. I hate to say fact and Wall Street Journal in yeah. the same sentence, yeah. but they're going for as much as 500000 and yeah. he sold $1.3 million worth of art. But here's the thing, Tim. Do you this realize year. that art is the easiest way to launder it's money? A tax laundering. Yes, I'm very aware. I was looking into not for laundering purposes, but I was looking into getting myself because every now and again, I watch the old Bob Ross show. On oh yeah, it's uh, Happy Little Accidents. I think it was Happy Little Trees. Oh, but. I thought he used that phrase, happy little accidents. No, it was happy little trees. <laughs> but, you know, happy little accidents are a blessing. But I was I, wanting, I was. I'm pretty just, sure he did. We were, did he? I don't think he did. So, and Bob Ross is a, he's a bit of a. Icon. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I think art, I don't think Picasso. I don't think Da Vinci. Hmm. I think, did I say that right? Is it? Da Vinci? Yeah. I think Bob Leonardo. Ross. Leonardo. Leo. And uh, so I was seeing that Bob Ross had painted 30,000 pictures in his career. And come to find out, most of them are held by Bob Ross Incorporated. They just keep the pictures. Wow. All those pictures that he painted over the years. He did three of every one he did on his TV show. And so I was like, man, I'd love to have a Bob Ross original. And so I was looking on eBay, and there's three... And they're, um, they don't have any, you know, proof that they're actual Bob Ross originals. But I was, so I did some more research and his most expensive painting sold for 9 million, I believe. Okay. And pretty good. The average painting that does come, when it does come up, one does come up on auction. And that's a, he painted 30,000 pictures. So, um, when one does come up, it's typically in the 10,000 range. And Hunter, Hunter Biden, who is a household name. I just don't think... For all the wrong reasons. I don't think art. I think bad choices. My wife not. was in the White House, actually, today. Do they yesterday. have any Hunter Biden originals? I I asked, and uh, she said that uh, she couldn't find any. Mm. But she did find some cocaine, so... Well, yeah. you know... you. Careful where you, you drop some, you those. Lose some. Yeah, careful, careful where you drop the baggies. But yeah, um, so, so yeah, the, half a million dollars for a Biden, a Hunter Biden picture. But Sounds, just to be clear, his father was not involved in his art. I just want to everybody. That to know. was the one he was the most pronounced about, and no, just correct certainly me up. not. Which usually, if someone is a prolific liar and they say certainly not. 
then that's probably the one that you just he's take the, the most involved in. You take the knot. Maybe that's where they should be looking <laughs> in the Joe, oversight committee. Uh, Joe Biden has a uh, small gallery in in Washington. <laughs> Look into the art exclusive. That's where it's at. So toward the end, he says, "I'm here," and then uh, he just walks away. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to answer questions. And then, like, mid-sentence, he looks like he decides to just, like, you know what? This is a good good He said he was there to answer questions, and then his last line is, I'm ready. And then he walks away as... And didn't answer a single question. He did did a little shuffle away. What are they afraid of? What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. And he just walks off. It, uh, his dad does that. I, I know where he got it from. Um, his dad just kind of wanders Random. off randomly yeah. before he really finishes what he was ready for. Looks like one of those uh, vacuums, Roombas. <laughs> just like... <laughs> he looked a little stiff. Oh, so I don't know. I mean, so I think... I mean, there have been people that have went to jail for skipping a subpoena by Congress. And I think it would be bad precedent for Biden to get away with it, especially given the circumstances. So maybe they're wanting to put him in jail, and this is the the final nail in in Joe's um, presidency. Maybe they roll him out and say, you know, because of all this and Hunter's in jail and it's Christmas time, I'm just going to call it. Well, I was day. talking to I was talking to my dad about it, and uh, dad dad is a bit of a uh, you know he's he's really got his thumb on the pulse of of all of this, and I said I I really feel like this is a worst best case scenario because dad's like I think they're gonna get Hunter, you know. And I said I really think like best case scenario, this is they're gonna use this to more or less make a convenient exit for Joe. We know it's coming. Um, I think so. Joe's not running next year. I think and if Newsom he, is going to trot out there yeah. with his chiclet smile and try to. Mm. You he know, does. He does definitely deal in stroll the, right in there. The white chiclet smile. Yeah. I deal in the yellow chiclet smile. <laughs> I think this would be a good place to take a break, Tim. I think so. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back, Tim. We are back. So, next up on the old agenda today, the CEO of IBM is caught. You have that, you have that boxed out in bold print. Advocating for discrimination. Wait for it. Imagine that. Discrimination. So James O'Keefe broke a story this week and discovered some leaked footage of the CEO. I think his name is Arvind Krishna or something like that. Is any relation to Hyrie? Hyrie <laughs> Krishna. I'm sure it is. And uh, so... 
and you know, somehow this this doesn't surprise me, um, but discriminating against Asians and white people. Mm. And even so much as proudly talking about discriminating, and if you don't do it at IBM, then your bonus might be on the line. Well, those, those Asians are too smart, and those white people are just too dang white. Apparently. And so he even admitted to using coercion, to, to firing people and taking away their bonuses unless they did, in fact, discriminate in the hiring process. What's the uh, acronym for you DEI? Always, yeah, you always have that DEI, yeah. and I, I haven't gotten it. Down. I'm always talking about it. Yeah. Because it's such a problem. And it's because, you know, people start saying, well, you don't care about discrimination, and you don't care, care about, you know, these things. You don't care about equity. You don't care about. But the problem is, is how they define it. And then how they put that into practice. And this is a perfect example, actually, of the problems with DEI, which stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And now they're already in the process of trying to change this term because it has been outed. But this uh, CEO, he even said this, and I quote, you got to move both forward by a percentage that leads to a plus on your bonus, Krishna said about hiring Hispanics. And by the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. Here's what's funny and also extremely hypocritical. They pulled all the ads from X, IBM did, just a couple weeks ago. Hmm. Quoting racism. <laughs> is Was that part of the lawsuit that came up a couple weeks ago? I don't know if there's um, a lawsuit. There might be. Well, on it, Elon was because there was the company that was trying to promote racist videos. Oh, yeah. I just wonder if that was in conjunction because IBM's like, oh, racism. And then they were... Yeah, saying that videos. their ads were appearing yeah. next to racist content or whatever. And they were yeah. doing that by by design. Yeah. It was totally uh designed to be that way. I just wonder if that was in Media Matters was yeah. the ones uh, behind that. So Krishna said he will fire, demote, or strip bonuses from execs who don't hire enough blacks, Hispanics, or hire too many Asians. He said this, Asians are not an underrepresented minority in tech in America. I'm not going to finesse this. For blacks, we should try to get towards 13%, says Krishna. Seems a bit arbitrary. Ben. But who am I? I have a dream. Paul Cormier the chairman of Red Hat, which is a subsidiary of IBM, says in the leaked recording that Red Hat has terminated people, in fact, because they weren't willing to engage in racial discrimination through hiring and promotion. Tim, did you know that this is actually illegal by law? I have a dream that I'll live in a nation where people will be judged by the content of their character not the color of their skin. That sounds so familiar. It's original. It might come to me. But 
Title VII of the Civil Rights Act makes it illegal for employers to discriminate on the basis of race in the workplace. If this is not discrimination based on race, I don't know what is. Yeah, I think discrimination done took a weird turn. It is. And so I mean, it's, it's another textbook example of the DEI problem, which is a Marxist idea of further discrimination that has crept into just about everything these days, especially with corporate America hiring based on skin color rather than merit. Mm -hmm. The cream no longer rises to the top. And that's not a white reference. It's so shallow. So here's the thing. I mean, have you seen this lately where, like, I walked into Lowe's the other night. Uh, I had to go try to find a part for this uh, secondhand range top that I bought because our kitchen range went out. And one of my daughters was with me, and we walk in, and, you know, they have all their Christmas decorations up. So they've got a white Santa Claus. Yes, but I, they also have a black Santa Claus. I've seen that. To match. You know, do people really, you know, and I don't care. Like, I don't care what color you make Santa Claus. It doesn't matter to me. Santa Claus is completely made up as it is, right? Right. Which, you know, it's... I, I feel like, I mean, let's just, let's just go non-ethnic. I'm okay with that. Yeah, whatever you want to do with your Christmas decorations. He could be real Santa Claus because he's not real. Yeah. But mm. do people are there people out there that walk into the store and they see that and they think in their minds, "Ah, I feel I feel better. I feel better about Lowe's." Now, I feel and, I feel better about myself now that they have this display. Are there people who actually think that way? I get the sentiment why they're doing it, and uh, I just... But why did they leave out all the others? I know. Wait wait until we have a red and yellow, black and white Santa. I mean, I mean and that wouldn't even cover it, Tim. Red and yellow, black and white. I've been a lot of places in this world, and there are many... If you want to go by the color of skin, which is what this is doing with DEI, there, there are shades of every color out there. Well, and that I I always struggle with when I when I'm presented with a conundrum like this, I always come up with a like my first knee jerk reaction is solutions, and I think they should come in like a factory white plastic. Um, I mean, you, it doesn't have to be white plastic, but I'm talking like the, the way plastic just comes out. Recycled plastic. Clear. White, clear. Yeah. And you have a DIY paint kit. You can just paint that thing up however you want. Yeah. The, Whatever makes you feel good. I believe next year uh, the Man Cave Caucus Incorporated will be launching the Paint It Yourself Santa. And that would be a great product. It should satisfy. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. <sighs> um, patent pending. <clears throat> I'll be working this weekend before we air the podcast, so nobody get any bright ideas. But the problem is the DEI is far more dangerous than places like Lowe's Home Improvement Store. Hey. Okay. It has infiltrated places like medical institutions of learning where they are training doctors 
And in their admissions, they are discriminating based on race, based on skin color, and they are preventing, number one, they are preventing Asians from getting into these programs. This is a documented fact. So it's become about that rather than the merit of someone going through the program and learning what they're supposed to learn and having the the mental capacity and the ability to do that job. Well, now think about that. What could possibly go wrong? Like I had back surgery a few years ago. When I go to the hospital to get back surgery, does it matter to me what color the person is who is doing this surgery? No, it does not matter to me. You know what matters to me, Tim? What matters to me is that I get the best one that is out there that is going to be operating on my body who I know has passed the vigors of a program based on merit, not because they were chosen to to meet the quota of a certain percentage so that they could get into this program so that the program could then turn around and virtue signal and say, oh, look, we have this many such and such race or we have this many women or we have this many... You know, and they go down the line of this. Well, I do know when you have a little early onset myocarditis from um, a few too many jabs, you might need a doctor who has been selected. You know, we need diversity more than we need quality health care. Well, it appears that some actually think that's the case. But it's just ridiculous. It gives that, me the warm fuzzies. Yeah. And that's more important than I operating live, on your spine. Live by the warm fuzzy. But yeah, I mean, you and, know, and die by the warm fuzzy. Die by that. That was that would probably be a uh, probably be a good revelation that we could. Uh, the it's the just, Mormons could add that to their Bible. Yeah, it's so ridiculous that IBM pulled their advertising for racism. How utterly hypocritical that is. It's rich. And then turn around and guess what? They're actually practicing racism with this oh, process. What is the process? What's the the acronym and what does it stand for? So DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. The solve for DEI with Santa Claus is DIY. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna be our um that's gonna be our motto for our company that you get like to it. paint your own Santa. Yeah. I can see all the products now. The the cure for DEI is DIY. I like it. So last year, I filed a bill, actually, specifically uh, to deal with the problem of the DEI in medical schools. And I'll file this bill again this year for session two because it's so dangerous and, and illegal, by the way. But it's, it's funny because there's so many people that are like, oh, that's not a big deal. You know, the other side of the aisle especially, but even some of our own party that don't want to deal with this because, well, the corporations are doing it, right? And it's like, well, just because the corporations are doing this doesn't mean that we should buy into it and, and give it legitimacy. Well, should we not question whether this is what it says it is and what what does it actually accomplish? I think it accomplishes... More division and well, more racism. No, and what I I know I I uh, don't bring across many serious points in the podcast, but I was but what I said about what Martin Luther said is they are literally destroying, and I I think Martin Luther is rightfully so a someone to be uh, reverent somewhat 
in as far as uh, what he did. But they, you know, they would, by the same token that they mm-hmm. would um, try to push this, they are destroying his dream. That's, you know, to well, be judged by the character content. You're seeing character. this, though, like um, just a day or so ago, and this is not on our list and on our agenda, but it fits what we're talking about. The, the mayor of some city somewhere had this Christmas party and sent out an invitation, and it was for, and she was uh, sending this out to city employees and others, saying that this is a blacks-only party. Wow. And so, again, racial discrimination, there's it's, no way around that. That's what war. that is. And, and, and when questioned about it, she didn't apologize and say, no, you know what, that was wrong, I shouldn't have done that. She was like, well, I, I didn't mean for that email to go to the white people. Right. Basically. So it's a... Um, so, you know, still just and the black Christmas party. Yeah. Um, it's it really Sorry is that a, you uh, were made aware of it, but that was her That's That's quite response. an apology. So the DEI, too, it's it's something that's in our education system, um, and it's, it's really kind of baked into a lot of the curriculum when it comes to public education and some of the questions that are asked on these surveys, and I could go down the list, but the, the bottom line is this, this has to be dealt with as much as what is appropriate for government to get involved. But when it comes to taxpayer funded colleges, universities, institutions of learning that are teaching our doctors, um, I think it's imperative that we visit this and say we cannot allow this to become about anything other than merit. Yeah. And that's all I'm asking. Like I don't care I don't care what color someone is who becomes a doctor. It does not matter to me. And if it's a hundred percent one or the other, doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I just want to know and be convinced and and to be sure that when I or anyone goes to the hospital to be worked on as a doctor that they have passed the rigors of that program based on merit. That's all I'm asking. Doesn't sound all that crazy. And I think the admissions process has to be clear that they are not discriminating based on race. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. This kind of blew up a little bit last year in the legislature um, because one of my colleagues put an amendment on every budget bill to basically defund any DEI that was in any of our state departments. And um, we passed that in the House, but then when it went to the Senate, they took it all out, and we're not willing to pass it. So, um, mm. But I think many times myself and, and a few other of my colleagues in the House are a little bit ahead of the curve when it comes to things that we see coming down the line, um, you know, I was the first one to file a bill regarding the drag queen issue several years ago. People laughed at me. This is not a problem. This is not happening. Well, uh, it, it was, in fact, a problem. And now we know. And everybody knows now. Now it's in your face. So um, I think there will be a little bit more appetite with the legislature in Missouri this year to to do this. We're behind already there are i think four or five other states that have already completely in fact governor stitt in uh, oklahoma this week by executive order no dei in any of the public institutions in the state of oklahoma and um it's a uh when 
it's just a double-edged sword that it's it's really hard to imagine that they cannot see the fallacy there in in the fact that you know two two wrongs don't make a right and um i know you know coming from two white heterosexual males it's a uh real easy to say but i'm just i i don't want that for you know i i don't i don't want preferential treatment for anyone i want you know and that's to the bottom line yeah uh, it is. It's Merit. causing further discrimination. It's causing further division and further racism, um, and that's uh, that's where we're at right now. So, but I think people are waking up to that. Um, I do, and, and I think that the 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 tide will turn in time. Um, but it's going to take people really being engaged in this. So, Tim, it's it's almost Christmas. It is almost Christmas. Yeah. Mm. We are I'm, two episodes away from our Christmas extravaganza. And uh, um, I don't, I'm not sure what that is yet, but it's going to be awesome. I, I uh, uh, Maybe I can write a Christmas song or something. I don't know. That'd be great because then we wouldn't have to worry about uh, royalty rights or anything. Yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that would, ever, that would ever drive me to uh, writing my own stuff is just trying to keep a uh, tight grip on the coin purse. Well, we've we've already gone way too far when it comes to the worst versions of Christmas songs. Yeah, I, I've heard lots of feedback. I, I think people enjoyed it though. Yeah, I mean um, it's a it's a hard pill to swallow, but you really just got to focus on the words, the so, message, along those lines. I can't help but play this this video that was released by our first lady, oh. Dr. Jill Biden, this week. Speaking of doctors, um, who is totally a real doctor. And uh, full disclosure, I have not, in fact, seen this because we did not make it this far on our last episode. Yeah, so I want you to... I, w- I want your your organic take on this video from all of the information that I have on first ladies I know they're of the classy type so this video particularly is showing a side by side of the Jill Biden Christmas video featuring drag queens and really weird dancing no um to a version of the Nutcracker. Now, if you were to take the music completely out of everything, the music's great. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, I can't remember the which version of the Nutcracker the music is. But then they put side-by-side side the Melania Trump Christmas video, which and actually features Jesus. My... Well, you know, I mean, it is Christmas. Good Lord. So... Um, we may have to go to full screen because my eyes just aren't what they used to. Used to be. I'm not sure why it's not. There oh, it is. There, there. Oh, great. So, 
Jill Biden. Yeah. Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. Which of these... Did you see that guy with the weird goat mask? Hmm. So yeah, <sighs> it's it's drag queens and strange dancing or nativity scenes, Jesus, a fire. The, Which is it? I believe the top one was mislabeled. I think so too. It was really weird. Like the and they were really proud of this. It it appeared the no nutcracker. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what we have to deal with in the White House right mm. now. But well, here's what here's what it is like. It's just, do you think Jill Biden had anything to do with the actual decisions of that? Well, I don't know for sure, but I do know that Hunter Biden. Jill was not involved in any of Hunter Biden's, um, and certainly, not certainly his art. not the art. But and that is art. Um, it's not my, it's not my type of no, art. But not my um, forte. Hunter was not involved. Very uber weird and cringy. Um, yeah, um, featuring the the drag queens and the strange tab dancing. Uh, come to find out, though, the group that um, this is that was performing in the White House. Is they, a, I was going to guess, do they usually just like to perform at libraries in front of children? It's very possible. <laughs> Sorry. In fact, if you probably <laughs> Googled Durant's Dance, which is the name of this group. Then I'm going to go ahead and let you know I'm not going to be Googling that. Now, please don't. But I do know that they are pro-BLM. They are anti-police. Uh, they have a full page on their website dedicated to teaching white people to check their privilege while also attempting to perform a ballet literally written by a white man. What In a time to be alive, Tim. Convenient. You know, I do. I, I miss the Melania Trump Christmas. I do. Yeah. I, At the White House. Um Classy. And uh, actually centered around the meaning of Christmas. Hmm. It's a novel idea. Yeah. I Seems outdated. I think the only thing missing from the uh, video p put out by Jill Biden is the, the, um, the Satanists. They should, yeah. have, they should have been involved there somewhere. They, With they their, probably were somewhere down the line. Beelzebub. Um, with uh, once again, we have some. There's probably some interloping of the followers. I would say, and the dancers. Yeah. So, can this administration embarrass us any more than they already have? Is it possible? Well, I, uh, I definitely. It's it's just wild to. I read an article. It was in my news feed this week, and I've been really uh, my my uh, Apple news feed. I don't read typically read the articles, but I I read an article on how America cannot, will not survive another four years of Trump, and why he would not be elected. Hmm. It was riveting. That's funny because uh, the recent polls out the last couple of days have him ahead in every swing state. Well, it was so obvious that they. That they were, I mean, it felt very reminiscent of 
20, yeah, uh, 2019. Yeah. 2019. Sorry. And, uh, but it was, it was really wild because they, the article was just more or less saying, yeah, he's really popular and, but there's no way. And America won't survive. And more or less the they article, uh, further down in the article, they said, and it is our duty, you know, more or less like justifying the article. Like we have to speak this out of existence. It was, uh, I'm sure which all I, three of their listeners took their advice. Yeah. I would say it's right up there with the old John Wayne syndrome article on readers, but this was a national publication that is almost force fed to you from your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't typically engage, but I saw the uh, headline and I was like, this is going to be good, rich reading. And it did not disappoint, but it, it also gave me a certain sense of encouragement seeing that they, it, it, you could just tell by the, and I, I was, I looked for several minutes for the article and I couldn't find it, but you could tell that they were nervous and, and that, that was encouraging. Like they're, they're not feeling super comfortable, mm. but, um, uh, America, I'm, I'm starting to believe America might could survive any, anything after this, uh, administration. I, uh, man, I hope so. Goodness. It's getting bad. So Tim, it's Christmas time. What's your favorite Christmas song? Well, I'm I already... curious. Other than the worst rendition of Oh Holy Night. Well, Oh Holy Night truly is one of my favorites, okay. but I It's a good one. There is it's a it would probably be a somewhat controversial song. I my uh my wife hates it. Um it is been my favorite Christmas song since probably Thirty Point Buck. Nineteen ninety nine. Thirty Point Buck is that's one that I can visit any time of year, but the drummer boy oh. by Audio Adrenaline. Okay. The uh Okay. The Christian band from the nineties, yeah. And in two thousands. Mm. That particular rendition, they have it on iTunes. Um and it's not it's not everybody's cup of tea, but that was that's always been one that, um, and obviously, you know, I I I have a a very large collection of Christmas is vinyl. Your, is your favorite Christmas songs though? Is it based on how it makes you feel in the moment, like nostalgia of Christmas past that you have experienced, or is it? you know, the, the vocal quality or the lyrics or whatever, you know, there's, there's kind of several reasons as to why a Christmas song might be. Um, that one definitely just harkens to my youth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think, I think as far as, and and harkens is definitely a timely word in this season. All puns intended. Totally. But, um, no, I mean, I have, uh, my true favorite, like just quality Christmas song that like I played it for my kids on repeat for about three hours the other night. And it is Christmas is all in the heart by Stephen Curtis. Oh, Chapman. That's a good one. Yeah. If that one, if that one doesn't um, cover what Christmas like really encompass the, as far as modern songs, I mean, I love the classics and I always will. I'm a, I'm a hymn guy. I know. I, I, I have such a, 
a wide variety of music genres that I like, but when it comes to Christmas, I, I kind of have like three categories. I have, I love like, like if I were to say, if I had gun to my head, I had to pick one song that is my favorite that kind of en- encompasses all the things Christmas, both lyrics and feeling and vibe and all of that. It would be Nat King Cole's uh, Christmas song. I, I have his uh, Christmas albums, yep. two of them on, on vinyl that we, I, uh, we burn, we've been burning them down. I also like Toby Keith's Christmas album uh, from several years ago. I also like, oh, what's his name? It's not, Boo Blaze is pretty good too. Yeah, um, solid album. Yeah, but there's another crooner. Um, oh, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. I really like some of his Christmas songs. About the only time I break out Boo Blaze and, and Connick Jr. is Christmas, but um, one that, I think a lot of people probably avoid that uh, they're missing out on, and and it's it's kind of a funny thing because my brother bought it for my dad probably in about I bet it was about ninety nine um, as a joke because and and if you listen to if you've listened to much Willie Nelson you'll know that he is not the most vocally it's unique though. It's it's Willie. Willie. And that album, so or Dave bought it for him. I remember Dave bought it for him on cassette. And it was as a joke. And that became one of my favorite Christmas albums. He's got the... It's that voice that has been carefully yeah. crafted by um, booze and marijuana. Mostly, yeah, mostly, definitely. And you listen to his stuff from like the 50s and it's a different Willie. Like you see how he made it. And then you pretty listen to, paper. but pretty paper pretty ribbon. is, uh, and I don't know why I like anything by Willie, but that Christmas seat or that Christmas technique, I remember it was, my mom threw it away and I dug it out of the trash and I, Along I think I still your have pearl it. button shirt. Yes. Mom, I know you listen to every one of these and I love you dearly. <laughs> the pearl button shirt story did slip out but easy access is a bad thing when you're going through the dating years so yeah that so was... what about this <laughs> love you mom what about christmas traditions Ooh, what do you got in the way of christmas traditions well according to my wife i'm a bit of a scrooge hmm. but me too um it's the first time i put up lights on the house and I saw that. I don't even remember. Way to go. It was Um, mostly to just... Pacify? Yeah, it was mostly to just stop the the whining. Well, but there are worse motivations. When I got into it, I kind of felt like, you know, it's all right. I keep telling myself every year that, like, around Christmas, I start feeling bad that I didn't put any lights up. And I'm like, next year, about July. Because I'm a warm weather fella. Yeah, and I'm like next year around July, I'm gonna get those lights put up, and I'm just gonna plug them in on Christmas. You know, maybe even the night after uh, Thanksgiving, and be the hero. But I never do get around to it, so I need to put a notification in my phone this year. And Fourth uh, of July, I'll be out there if you want to help, and we can we can bear each other's burdens. I'll I'll swing by, <sighs> but no, I I. I have uh, my Christmas tradition for the last 
oh, 20 years or so has just been getting through it. But um, <laughs> I do love, I, <laughs> that is, that is a honest answer, but I do love, I do love the season and it's, it's really, we've started a few like of our own, you know, like we had some when I was growing up that we did um, that I, you know, can remember and, and uh, it brings back a lot of nostalgia. But we also wanted to to have some Christmas traditions that was, you know, more specific to our, our own family. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we have done in the past few years that, that everybody has really gotten into, and it's it's really getting out of hand kind of, which is great because everyone is, is really th- – they start amping up and thinking about it and planning, yeah. but it's a uh, gingerbread house competition. Mm. So we everyone gets one, and we we have a time uh, limit, and um, we can uh, the sky's the limit on literally your creativity when it comes to the gingerbread houses, and then we put them all on Facebook or social media and and have people vote. On which ones they like the most. Now, I will say I have I've had the record of winning this competition. I think since its inception, um, in our family, I'm not bragging. Is, but well, you're 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 a quite uh, you're an artistic. I mean, you might should take some notes out of Hunter's and Hunter's book because you are very skilled in the way of art. And I uh, should put them on, uh, but eBay I, or something. Yeah, it's a great great campaigning uh fundraiser yeah. but i is there a budget for there's no budget we have not set a limit on the budget mm. that you can spend for the gingerbread houses i don't i don't think they've caught on to that yet really That's but i what think I was this year is going to be might be yeah somebody might be splurging and, yeah. and trying to you know i mean if you're building the trump tower and they're building lincoln's cottage mm-hmm. it's not really a fair fight so i just didn't know if Everyone gets a, the same amount okay. of everything. Well, that's okay. Um, but so there are some anything, parameters. Anything in the house can be used. So if you dig up the gold frankincense and myrrh, yeah. Mm. Or if there happens to be a, I uh, a live I think you might should have handy. <laughs> I, <laughs> when you pull out a camel, things get. I mean, that's when you know. And I know you know people that have live camels, but I do. Um, if you, I feel like that there should probably be. You should probably have Grok write you a preliminary set of rules to even the playing field. We should do this, um, because and then everyone has to to agree ahead of time that whatever Grok comes up with, we have yeah. to abide by. Because pretty much everything, every game that I get involved in. And we we're a game playing family. I'd never heard of any of the games that you that you played over Thanksgiving, but we play a lot of games. And um, inevitably, I guess I'm thinking we're we're going to have to have a spades night. Oh, for sure, it's yeah. been too long. Yeah. But inevitably, I get accused of cheating. So um, setting some ground rules might be a good good way to keep peace and harmony through the holidays. Yeah. Which, uh, which and is this important. is the season. It is important for such peace and goodwill. Toward mm-hmm. men. But yeah, there's I, I definitely need to work on getting some uh some good quality holiday traditions because we uh we're a fly by the seat of the pants family and 
it's not that we don't do great activities every every year, but we just don't have a lot of uh, not a lot of planners in the family. So, <clears throat> I think we've covered all of our agenda for the truly for the show today twice. But I think we should let our audience know that next week is the Christmas extravaganza. No pressure. And we are we are going cuz we're going to take a break I think over Christmas. Uh spend some time with our families and not not worry about having to record even though we'll miss uh, doing that, miss one week. But we'll make it up to you. Yeah. With the Christmas extravaganza ne- next week. And I want to say hours. this is going to feature no politics, Tim. Praise be. Yeah. Well, no politics, just fun. I might be Nostalgia. able to contribute. Yeah. Definitely some Man Cave Caucus-esque humor. Straight um, up Tom Fulry. And I will tease this as well. Um, upcoming in January, uh, we're going to start with some midweek updates because I will be in session in Jefferson City every week. And so this will feature mainly Missouri-specific issues with a focus on bringing uh, the facts and and looking at both sides of the issues and letting the people decide on these things. Um, we'll do some interviews with interesting people, industry experts, um, even probably some candid interviews with other legislators, which it will be fun. And we'll get down to the nitty-gritty. So you can be informed on all the hot topics and maybe some insider drama of the legislature as much as I would like to uh, I, say there is none. I would like you to there find is many. There's much. the greasiest politician in Jefferson City. Oh, I can do that. And just do a Duke It Out episode. Okay. Oh. We'll uh, do that. Yeah, find the most polarizing person that will... Give you ear, yeah. Okay, I would. I'll. I'll be. Uh, I'll be tuning in. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Why not? Let's find out why we believe what we believe. Yeah. The opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I could be there to mediate if uh, if you need a a uh, a drive in. I love driving. Yeah. Just no, that'd be know. good. Come up, hang out. We'll I mean, do the. Do the podcast in the yeah. office, and uh, that'd be a that'd be a nice some, change of scenery. Go get some Echo afterward. Echo. So Echo is the oldest restaurant in the city of Jefferson. Cool little hole in the wall place with food that's just um, it's killer. It's great. A shameless. Uh, th- this is a uh, this is just if if you are in the Joplin area. There are two restaurants that I would like to to promote, and uh, one of them is the Greasy Spoon, known as Fred and Red's Chili. Mm. If you aren't in the area, take the drive. Yeah, um, and it's also about the experience. Yes, not, it's not it's been the there food. for one hundred years. Uh, Chef Anthony Bourdain was there. Um, it is a must stop. But I, I must encourage you also, everything that they have sitting on that table is meant to be on top of that chili. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not mince words there. That's a, it's a must. 
And then there's another restaurant. You're a professional when it comes to Fred and Reds. Fred and Reds, I've been First eating there basis. since I was since I was a youngster. My grandpa used to take me there since I've been eight. So yeah, we're going on. And what's years. Your, what's your other one? Um, Wilder's oh. Steakhouse in Joplin, and it it is a it it does not look like a lot from the road, but if you get there, it's amazing. Wilder's, I believe it's the uh, Wilder's medallions oh yeah if you don't like it i think my favorite is the bone-in elk that is that is very nice unbelievable but i am a the uh wilder's medallions are uh in their their little baby steaks but and and this is a great date night Mm -hmm. great date night not not fred and reds fred and reds Go alone. You might and stay alone for a few hours afterwards. One. Your loved ones will not want to be around you afterwards, but you will thank yourself. the The Wilders great date night and uh, support local business. It's a uh, incredible dining experience and good times in Joplin, yeah. Missouri. Joplin Joplin has a little bit to offer. Good plug, Tim. Yeah, I like that. Sorry that they, maybe if we plug enough businesses and and folks that we enjoy uh when it comes to that yeah maybe we'll get some sponsorships one of these we have days. we have some we have some great businesses around here that uh yeah whether whether they're sponsored or not they're maybe we'll they're just highlight busy. something every every off we should uh, every so often um be good yeah let people know that we're not in the butthole of america <laughs> we're the, in fact the heartbeat that's right and because you said that merry christmas so as we're signing out, everybody, don't forget to go over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, Spotify and subscribe and take just a minute and leave us a five-star review. It's so important. It helps us. I mean, as you can see, Grok is already onto us knowing that there that we have reviews on those platforms. So please do that. Go over to those and leave us a review. And you can catch up with us on our social media with Instagram and on X, of course. And then leave us an email if you have any suggestions or something that you would like to talk about. Or maybe be on the show. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. So thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. God bless. <laughs>